Welcome back to another episode of Football at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G-Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the plays you shouldn't have missed. What's up, everybody? This is Football at the Bar. We're your host. I'm T.A. And this is G-Money. And we are brought to you by ATB Media Network. Yes, sir. And with yes, that sir. being said, ladies and gentlemen, before we even get started, I need you to do me a quick favor. I need you to like. I need you to download. And I need you to subscribe for us right now. Handle that for us. And let's move over here and get busy. And also, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays, everybody. As mm-hmm. you see, we on our holiday snizzle. We over here got the <laughs> Pennsylvania Dutch. Mm-hmm. spiked eggnog and then we got some extra spike on top of that with the Sazerac we got the extra spikes on it so we got it feeling good give me a little more again yeah so we feeling good as we see G Money's up in here in his full um, Raider uh, garb and you are not allowed <laughs> to talk about my team and, he, and he, he's feeling great oh, he's yes. got his Muhammad Ali because they Finally beat the Chiefs and, and, and made it look good. And so we got a whole lot to talk about because this was a great, phenomenal weekend. Oh, man. Of NFL football. Oh, man. You know I'm over here overjoyed. Burst overjoyed. I had to send them a little text when they was, uh, when they was about to win the game to see how we was feeling. And you could see the emojis of just, oh, him filling himself. So, hey, congratulations on that. And we're obviously going to talk a little bit about the Chiefs Raider game shortly. Yeah, we but, will. But there was actually a, a a bigger game, a game that really reset the table I agree. for the NFL. And so, um, it was almost like a Super Bowl preview. It was. It was a Super Bowl preview, and we saw who's going to win that Super Bowl because. Everybody's been talking about San Francisco's the biggest and baddest and most uh toughest team in the NFL. And they're just running ram shot through, even though they went on a three-game losing streak, they're just running ram shot through the NFL. And then they happen to run into a man named Lamar. Okay. And well, Lamar and the Ravens showed them truly. Who was the biggest and baddest in the NFL with the wallop that they put on him? So I think we have a, a, a seismic shift in the NFL right now. I think things were, were brought into perspective. And, and also, I think we, we have a new MVP. Ooh, you see now, okay. I'm in there Richard Sherman camp with the, the, the MVP because I think it's a, a statistic-driven award. Uh, I do agree that there was shock and awe that, uh, uh, that took place, you know, over this past, uh, weekend and, and into the, to, uh, Monday with the Christmas day, uh, that yes, did Lamar Jackson, let's say, uh, plant his flag to say, I'm that dude. Yes. But statistically, I don't know if I agree that he should just now just be, the MVP. Well, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a chance to talk about um, why you feel that way. But first, I want to talk about this game because yeah, what the we game saw itself was the Ravens um, fly across the country, all the way from the East Coast, to, from Baltimore to San Francisco on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and, and play an away game at San Francisco's home field and outmuscle the team that's supposed to be the biggest, baddest, toughest. MFers in the NFL. And what we saw was the Ravens out physical them that the San Francisco was actually in awe of how tough they were because it was too much, you know, smacking on the booty, high fives, being nice to them. And Ravens were like, we ain't here for all that. Yeah. They decided to to put on their, uh, Ray, uh, Ray Lewis, uh, caps. Mm-hmm. And they're Ed Reed caps, and they said, hold on, wait a minute. Hold on, wait a minute. When you have a quarterback, Ooh, right? Wait. <laughs> when you have a quarterback um, that is obviously the, the most important position in all of sports, mm. and you have uh, one that's Mr. Irrelevant that's trying to live up to the expectation of being a quote-unquote MVP because of those padded stats, because of the system. Now, see, I, I don't see. even like how you even start that. You know, these padded stats. I padded already know stats, where you're going with uh, this. Uh, uh, of the system that he's in versus an actual true MVP, 
literally the first MVP to ever have unanimously all the votes. It's levels to this. And so you saw a true great future Hall of Famer go up against Mystery Relevant. Oh, sure. No, and uh, Mystery uh, Relevant, they always say pressure bust pipes. And we saw him literally give up four interceptions in the game. Four turnovers, him shaking. They have videos of him shaking. Now, I, I, you need to stop doing this to Purdy. I, I would not allow. Listen, <laughs> well, we, we, I ain't we, we, even we a 49ers fan. But. But what, but what I'm saying is, is that you, it's levels to this. And you have an MVP. You have a team that literally the only three games that they've lost, they were winning in the fourth quarter and actually just kind of gave up the cheeks and lost those games, got a little bit um, unfocused and lost those games. But they literally – had the opportunity into the fourth quarter to be an undefeated team. We can't say that about San Francisco. And so what we saw was they go on a little bit of run. Mm. They're playing in a weaker conference. They're playing weaker teams. And everybody thinking that they were uh, the greatest thing since sliced bread when you have this workman team that was kind of flying under the radar and literally just putting work and getting it done. And what people forget is, number one, Lamar doesn't lose. He's only lost once his entire career. To the NFC to an NFC team, they don't play them enough. They're not prepared to play a, a player um, to, to compete against a player that is as dominant and as um, different and unique as Lamar is. And number oh, two man. is that system is not set up to play from behind. So there's also a reason why Shanahan has gone over thirty eight when trailing. Uh, by eight points or more in the fourth quarter. Oh, look, you doing yes. your homework. Okay. Unequivocally, I've done my homework with this. They are not prepared to come back. So really what, what, what the Ravens have established is a blueprint on how to easily, simply beat the 49ers. Okay. And that's simply by getting ahead and knowing that they don't have a quarterback and they don't have a system that can allow them to come back and win the game. Okay, so you and you saying that with all your, your chest, huh? Hands and feet all, all in. Yes. Well, allow me. Please. To retort. <laughs> okay. Look, the 49ers have, I, I, I dismiss the notion that they have not uh, played a, uh, a formidable season uh, of, 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 let's say, playoff to Super Bowl caliber level talent in their schedule. They have boobopped. The Eagles. They have boobopped the Cowboys. They have done their due diligence. The thing that is just re- a reality about them, Purdy. I've you've heard me say this. I confessed it maybe two or three episodes ago. He never was the MVP to me. But what he is statistically, the reason why he was even being argued is because of the the stats that he's put up. But what we saw that was just a reality, I have to say it, when you, when you throw four interceptions, what it is is that you are no longer on time. And what has been the, 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 I guess the, the sweet spot for Purdy is that he has been able to have enough time and throw the ball on time with the schemes that they have magically put forth with their Hall of Fame caliber skill positions. Mm-hmm. And you couple that with their formidable offensive line. But that offensive line, especially when that left tackle got hurt, when their all-pro left tackle got hurt, they ran into a a buzzsaw. And and the Baltimore Ravens, kudos to their defense, most of all their defense, because Jadavian Clowney and company just basically said, oh, wait a minute. Did you just tell me that this uh Pro Bowl left tackle is is going to be hurt and he's out? Well, I am about to barbecue chicken y'all asses, and that's exactly <laughs> what he did. And he was like one, two, three hike, and I guess what I'm in your face. And then what you saw with Purdy again, what we saw that his is a fatal flaw. If I'm a guy who doesn't have a strong arm, I'm gonna be able to beat you by throwing the ball. Early and on time, mm-hmm. early and on time. And if he's not able to do that. And if he starts seeing ghosts and he's throwing the ball late or so it's not on time, or I am basically now because I'm scared about getting hit, I am now hesitating, even if it's for a couple of seconds, that that impacts for him. For a split second. That impacts him. Then 
again, credit to the Baltimore Ravens defense is that when they have, uh, you know, uh, Hamilton, I think on the back end and they got, they obviously got strong corners. They, they're pretty much, uh, rock solid in every three phases of their defense that they baited him into mistakes. And obviously he made a lot of them. So it doesn't mean that that team cannot win the Super Bowl. Let me say it again. It does not mean that the 49ers will not be the team that represents the champion at the end of the day. It just means that they just got smacked in the mouth during the regular season. And now this is something to coach them up on. Okay. That's so, it. So here's my thoughts on that. Of course it means that they can't win the Super Bowl. It was the exact Uh-oh. reason why they couldn't win the Super Bowl with, with, with uh, Jimmy G is that when you have a system that's predicated upon you being ahead. you making me sip my eggnog. Not Hold having, on, go on. Not, go having, on. not having to come from behind when you are going to be playing teams that have formidable defenses. That's how they got to the Super Bowl. So he's going to be under the same exact pressure. Um, his left tackle did play for part of the game. He threw for two of those four interceptions before that left tackle was out of the game, which means that that left tackle is does not um, – um, prevent him from sitting over here and throwing these interceptions. What happens is, is again, just like I just said, pressure bust pipes. Now, this is a big, huge game in the middle of the season on Christmas Day it in is. prime time, where I can't probably maybe 50 million households are watching. And this, this, his sphincter is. It, it got tight. It look, got tight. I don't know if it got tight, but it, it might have got a little inflamed. Oh, okay, oh, well, just, uh, I don't know. Imagine how two things, it got tight and got inflamed at the exact same time. <laughs> now, yeah. here's where the reality is. Sure. is when you play in the Super Bowl, you're not playing with 50 million households watching. You're playing with 500 million households watching worldwide. So if he got tight in this game, what do you think is going to happen in the Super Bowl? If you think that they felt the pressure from the defense in this game, what do you think is going to happen to the team that they face if they make it to the Super Bowl that they're going to face in the Super Bowl uh, when everything is on the line? And this was the same problem that we saw with Jimmy G back in the day. See, what, what, what our man Shanahan wants is a very basic system quarterback, exactly what Cam Newton said he was, was a system quarterback. At the end of the day is when you play in big games against big-time teams, you can't be a system quarterback. You have to be an individual that's going to create, that's going to make it happen. And that's what exactly what they came across. They have a phenomenal defense in terms of the San Francisco 49ers, but they have a quarterback. They were playing against a quarterback in Lamar Jackson who could actually create, who doesn't have to work I, with I, I the don't system to make it happen. I don't deny that. And so that's what makes the – it, it inequitable when you're sitting over here and having to play in those type of pressure uh, pressure cooker situations against another phenomenal team. So yes. w- what they were were where they were exposed. You get ahead of them, the system doesn't allow for them to come back, and this is a quarterback with with not a strong enough arm to lead them back so they can win. There's a reason why Shanahan is over 38 and can't win those particular games. I don't deny that Lamar Jackson basically displayed all of his greatness in a primetime game. He did. It was very clear that the, the, the distinctive issue, more so than Purdy's turnovers, even though that, let's say, exacerbated the situation. Mm, exacerbated. But what it really was is you guys can't pressure – Lamar Jackson, you can get to him, you can get in his space, but he's a man who runs 4.3, 4.5, whatever it is, and he's got, and he's elusive, mm-hmm. and he understood the ticking clock that all great quarterbacks realized, and he was able to escape. So even if you have pass rushers that can get to him, but if he decides that, okay, I can't stand in this spot, Oh, let me move. And then I'm juking out. And then guess what? You can't catch me. So then if 
I'm still looking down the field. I think what you've seen is the maturation of his overall game, even though he doesn't have the same semblance of talent offensively on his side of the ball, but mm-hmm. he has guys that are serviceable to good. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, o, OBJ is still over there. Flowers is still good. Likely has, has been his a, a good target. Mm-hmm. Uh, his not Andrews. He did not have that. His offensive line is good. Edwards is good, but again, it was really about him just saying, you're not going to be able to catch me and I will make you uncomfortable because I'm going to rotate out and and I'm going to roll out. And if you don't continue to play coverage, I will eat you alive. And that's what he did. He did it. He did it. Does that make him the MVP of the league, though? Well, 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 I'm going to let me address that real quick. But you said something that was very poignant and I can appreciate that. You talked about Lamar Jackson's maturation. And this is a maturation from him being a unanimous MVP. Mm -hmm. So when you have two players playing the very most important position in all of sports and you have an individual that has already won and been the very first unanimous MVP for the NFL and to your words has shown a maturation from that point playing against Mr. Irrelevant, the two players that are playing the most important position there's a vast difference in terms of the quality of the player. Yes. I. Th- if this is a competition between who is a better quarterback between Purdy and Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson wins by a country mile, and we don't even need to have the discussion. Before you go there, Tom Brady, if he was playing against Mystery Relevant, you guys would all be saying there would be absolutely no competition because in the most important position in all of sports, Tom Brady is a country mile ahead of the other players. If the only so reason we have to use those same definitions now. But the only reason why I will disagree with you is because one of the things that makes Lamar so great is that he has a Michael Vick element to him Mm -hmm. and so he's a he's a mobile quarterback and he might be the best mobile quarterback in the entire nfl Mm -hmm. so whether or not you're talking about michael vick whether or not you're talking about um steve young or randall cunning yeah shoot there's an extra component to what they bring to the table yes not only throwing but also but, with the and, and understanding when I need to get out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. And so, look, only thing, the reason why I don't like the Tom Brady comparison is for one simple reason. Um, and I even heard some analysts say this uh, on shows that we all watch, right? Uh, Tom Brady was the kind of player that he was a pocket passer. He's more in the ilk of a, of a let's say, a Joe Montana and that he's beating you pre-snap, where, uh, you know, really what you're but saying. But greatness is greatness. No, it, it, but, but greatness is greatness, but it's about your effectiveness against the style that you're playing. And Tom Brady did require uh, a, a system around him that allowed him to give outlets out. So Tom Brady would be the person that would say, I've already read the defense and uh, 2.5 seconds, and I already know I need to go to this outlet. I don't need to think about it. So I'm going to go to this and outlet. And Lamar feels the heat, and he doesn't need and to Lamar, think about it. He can just run. Yeah, but or he can just intangibles. Read it. It's intangibles that the greats have that Purdy doesn't have. And so when you're an average quarterback, a See, basic quarterback, I... going against a quarterback with intangibles, whether it's reading the defenses or whether it has a an athletic acumen that is far beyond the person that you're competing with, there's no competition. And let me just put it in a very uh, simple okay. terms and analogy. Go just very simple say terms and analogy. Go ahead and say it. There's, there, there's two types of quarterbacks. There are quarterbacks that are trucks and there are quarterbacks that are trailers. The, the, the quarterback that's a trailer is being pulled to success by the great players that, they are, that, that, that surrounds them. them. And so we have a Lamar Jackson, which Cam Newton perfectly defined, and everybody tried to jump um, up his behind, upset that he had the audacity to, to tell the truth about Purdy, is that you have playmakers and you have system people. You're going to make me pull my shades down. <laughs> Only reason that I will, let's say, uh, soft toss disagree is, <laughs> look, 
Purdy, he's a guy who will throw the ball on time and early in certain instances. What you've seen is, yes, he is not overtly mobile, and this was a bad game for him. This was a learning game. But what I would also On argue, the biggest stage? Yes. It wasn't, it wasn't the biggest stage. It was just a very important game. It wasn't the biggest stage. This is still the regular season, sir. The reg- this is the most watched regular season game of the entire year. I know, but but I it's not the biggest. The biggest is playoff and Super Bowl. So he has yet to prove whether or not he is terrible or not. The he's only, not terrible. The, I'm, the, I'm the, not saying he's the, terrible. The, the, I think that that what we can say is is that Purdy. This is a learning lesson for him, especially if you heard his postseason conversation he knows that he got smacked in the mouth and got beat up and he was the reason why they lost he knows it but the thing that you really have to now test is how does he respond to that and i actually think that there's enough let's say um intestinal fortitude big words big words i i think that there's enough (laughs) intestinal fortitude in that man where he is about to just show you what he's really worth. What's disconcerting and should be disconcerting for any 49er fan is that the last time he looked like this, they went on a three-game losing streak. And if that happens at the end of the season, number one is, guess what? They won't have the number one seed. Our Philadelphia Eagles will. Do you really think? But if you... But we've already seen it this season. Okay. We've seen it this happen this season. Okay. All right. So... So damn all of that. I, I, how about this? If you just look at the canvas of the entire NFC, is there anybody else that you are really afraid of if I'm the 49ers? I mean, sure, you have the Rams who are coming up like gangbusters, but I'm not afraid of Detroit if I'm the 49ers. And just like I said it two or three weeks ago, I book it. Okay, well, and you know about booking it. You know, <laughs> don't let me get, don't let me. Uh, well, here, here's a concern. They, they will be there. Here's a concern: if they lose next week because Trent Williams isn't there, and because Purdy is now embarking upon his second three-game losing streak of the season, there are a whole lot of people it's like myself time. and Cam Newton that are going to be looking like geniuses, and there are a whole lot of people like you and Richard Sherman that are going to be looking like Stone Cold. Well, yeah, and and and, and so we will have to see that. We we're going we'll to have to see within the next seven days. Okay, that's what's so exciting. Of course, because yeah, I can't wait to have you eat crow again. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about another system quarterback. Okay, go ahead. System quarterback. Give it to me. And, Give it to and, me. And, 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 but 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 a good team. Him surrounded by another good team, another trailer that's being pulled um, by the talent that surrounds him. And, and, and that's two in the Dolphins. And we, and we were happy mm, to be able to see it. Cam Newton called segue. him. Cam Newton called him assistant quarterback as well as a person that can't sit over here and really get it done without the full breath of his weapons around him. Even yeah. though we saw that that not being exactly true because Tyreek sat out last week and he played a hell of a game he did. last week. So, but, and he played a hell of a game this week. I mean, not, not anything to sit over here and write home about, but played a rock solid game and beat a rock solid team in the Dallas Cowboys. And, um, the big narrative around them was could they beat a, a winning record team? Yes. And, I agree. And, and they hadn't done it. You know, it's funny. Correct. They, they, they lost to the only, uh, 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 winning teams that they played, which were only three. So um, they, they they have been likened to a team that doesn't actually go out there and fight. They yeah. break dance. You know, back in the day where they had uh, the show. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. We were so breaking fight, electric and, yeah, and they just yeah. started break dance instead of fighting. That was mm-hmm. akin to what the Miami, Miami Dolphins did, but they literally went out there and they threw some, some haymakers they absolutely and threw some did. bombs and they won a hard fall game. And I don't look down on Dak, who Cam actually said is a systems quarterback. I don't think he is that now. I think he has been that in the future or in the past. I don't think he has been that now. Um, but I think overall Dallas Cowboys played a, a relatively good game. It came down to the very last seconds and very last minutes and two out last. I, I don't and disagree and with the that. The team overall uh, played well and Waddle was out early in that game. So he had to make that happen without one of his primary weapons. Um, 
And so how do you feel? Really, the question I have for you is how do you feel about Miami after seeing them actually accomplishing this and winning? I think that uh, the thing that you have to now understand and recognize with uh, the Dolphins is is that their defense is uh, more than capable of, uh, you know, shutting teams down. Prior to Jalen Ramsey coming back into the fold, the and defense was suspect. It, it, it was there, especially their back end. So they were always able to pressure. Uh, Nick Chubb has been relatively consistent, and, and their general pass rush has been relatively consistent. But what you saw was is that they could not guard and they could not scheme to say that I'm going to isolate any one particular corner to just say I'm going to shut down either one particular player or one mm-hmm. particular side of the field. And that always made them have to play vanilla mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in terms of their back end. So now what you're really seeing is, is that Jalen Ramsey, just like with his Super Bowl run with the Rams, is like if you have a guy who is 6'1", over 200 pounds, who's athletic and is able to to thump, to th- not just thump, but yes, thump, but just be able to obstruct routes. So if he's able to do that on a consistent level, then I can then ignore him and I can throw uh, awesome. doubles in terms of my safeties and my corners to the opposite side. And they now have that and they're showing that. And that was what was on display. Now, what was interesting to me about watching that game is you know, Dak played a very good game, and I think that schematically that they got away from uh, giving the ball to their number one receiver. So it was somewhat like they played into Miami. They got McCarthy. Hands. Yeah, yeah, they got, they got a little McCarthy. bit. Uh, they a little themselves. bit. Yeah, they got they got a little cute in terms of just not doing what was already working in the first half. However, the bottom line is the Cowboys went up at the end of that game by one point, but they went up. And what happened? The Miami Dolphins with Tua and company and Mostert and and all of their skill guys, they marched down that field and they won the game. So what's clear now about Miami is, is that Miami is for real. They care about it. They expect whether or not any of us, all of us, like, you know, they're, they're, they're not the favorite sexy team, but they are there to disrupt and they're ready for it. And that they proved it in that game because they came down and made it a, a foregone conclusion by winning that game. Well, that's my fear of the Dallas Cowboys is that defense, the defensive coordinator um, has a very vanilla scheme. I mean, basically, for his scheme to work, he has to have a tremendous amount of athletes, which they do. But when you play very good, high-octane offenses, that vanilla defense, even with all the great players that they have on it, can be exposed. The difference is, is Miami will have to go through, or more than likely have to go through the Ravens to get to the Super Bowl. I, I don't disagree with that. They, they will and or the Bills if the Bills ends up Oh, well, now you're talking crazy. We're, going, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. The Bills were just out of the playoffs last week. So let's not talk about going I don't know the what the first go round the is going to be. Well, we're going to talk I about that know. in a quick second. But what I'm saying is, is Miami with the Ravens locking up that first that first round pick if if the because you know they play each other so we're going to have an opportunity to see the Ravens play the Dolphins are they are they projected to uh, okay I understand that so my my, my point is is that when the Dolphins don't have a a a a defense that is vanilla that is headbangers Mm -hmm. that speed um has less effect because those individuals are going to get hit we know how how um, uh, fragile Mostert is. We know how um, fragile A-Chain is. We know how beat up Tyreek is. And we know if Waddle does happen to play next week, we know he's beat up. And so when you have a team like this that's kind of fragile, light in the booty, extremely athletic and fast, but light in the booty, having to play a team like the Ravens, and you saw just what the Ravens did to San Francisco, hey, 
there's gonna be some head busting going happening. I, I don't disagree. Be- so the only thing that I would say is, if, if it is indeed in Baltimore, they're in a world of trouble. Let's if say it, Miami. Let's go worst case scenario. But if it's in they Miami, they have a puncher's the country. Chance. They just went across the country and beat up on San Francisco. And remember, the schemes are similar. That's another reason why I, I have concerns with Miami actually being able to beat the Ravens, is that that coach is a disciple of Shanahan running mm. a very similar offense. Now, they have a, a, a more athletic ensemble than San Francisco has. San Francisco has a more aggressive ensemble. Miami has a more speed um, oriented team. Yeah, oriented they do. They, they, they do. But but the same thumping that take took place on a more aggressive yes. team is going to be even more um, brutal, more effective on a speed based team. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter if it's in Miami or if it's in Baltimore. They're in for a world of trouble. Well, here's the reality about the Ravens. Okay, I, they got Jadavion Clown. They got Raekwon Smith. They have uh, Williams. They have Hamilton on the back end. Uh, they've got basically Pro Bowl corners, and, and they've got Queen in their middle, in their linebacker core. Mm-hmm. So they they've got a lot of physicality. Mm-hmm. Guys that I'm not even mentioning. They're just they're just a physical. There are they are a Super Bowl talented caliber defense. Yep, without a question. So it just then the, the the real test for Miami is will they be able to handle when they do get boobop? Because it's not about a question of if yeah, they're gonna get boobop. They're gonna get boobop. <laughs> is there is about to be a couple of people that's gonna be like, give me the smelling salt. Okay. That's gonna happen. Correct. But the real question for Miami is can you keep Tua clean? Can you keep Tua clean enough to where he's able to just do the deal? And that's going to be the test. We'll see. I I, I don't I don't think that they uh, are going to, into it scared, or at least not all the way scared. Maybe they, they a little they, bit, maybe a little bit, but 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 they they should believe in themselves. They should, especially after beating the Cowboys. But this is what I love about this time of the year is that all these games mean something. Absolutely. These have ramifications. Absolutely. And, and all these games are played at a slightly higher intensity. Yummy. Slightly higher <laughs> intensity than, than a regular, uh, regular season game. Because this game is if Miami beats the Ravens, they actually are, are, are right there at being they able are. to snatch the number one. The they number do have an opportunity. And so well, I do believe this ain't Harbaugh's first rodeo. You know, Lamar has a sense of urgency. Yes. To get to, get to the Super Lamar Bowl has not promised, won it. He promised them. He is, he's barely won a playoff game, let Correct. alone you know, won anything Correct. significant in the postseason. So, And he's promised this city. That he's going to bring them a Super Bowl. Yes. And I think this year of any year is his greatest chance and his greatest opportunity. And we know if he gets one, then he 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 he's bound for yeah, a, look, a, a gold I, I I'm happy for him. Let's talk about the Cowboys. Where do they go from here? Uh, the the Cowboys are. It's so simple. It's stupid. Can they win a, a away game? Because now they've set themselves they up to win, where the period. playoffs are going to be all away games. Can they win away games? Can the Cowboys win, period? At this <laughs> point, it's it, this is rubber meeting the road a thousand times over. We have seen this narrative. You got Stephen A. Smith acting a complete donkey <laughs> every year. Are you tired of him wearing that corny-ass cowboy <laughs> hat? Just looking and, like a jack. Okay, so Cowboy fans, are you tired of that? Are you... Are you, are you ready to, to give him a new narrative, or are you going to do the same thing? Are you tired of Skip having his wife hold the camera uh, th- while he walks much. to the kitchen and throws thank a jersey in the trash? Thank you very much. Are you tired? So th- it's it's really that simple. I think Dak has matured this year. I've actually I really respect <laughs> the, the, the graduation and the maturation that he has shown, even in loss. I, he wasn't the reason. That they uh, lost for, for one of the few times. Yeah, uh, yes, I, yeah. I, 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 I see it. I mm-hmm. see it. I see the maturation with him. 
But the thing is that they have to put it all together in one kitten caboodle. In one Can run. they actually just deliver and play in all three phases all good in a meaningful game? And it, it's all in front of them, mind well, you. What's the they, setup? What's the setup? Just like last year, they're going to play the Buccaneers again, right? Probably. No, and no, I'm not, no, they're set up to play the Buccaneers. They're, they're, they're play and so that should be a win. Well, right? he 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 will beat Baker Mayfield. Okay, now round two. The difference is last year they played San Francisco. This year they're going to play the Eagles at the Eagles. All right, so there is the rub. At Herein the lies the rub. Are you now a team that, that is ready to do that? Want. I'm still going to say Jalen Hurts. Unfortunately, so, so as much as I like the Cowboys, have a nice day. It means it means <laughs> I uh, see you in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it means that ugly hat that is about to be thrown on uh, oh, your boy Stephen A. a. He's about to be right back out there, and goofy ass Tip is going to be right back in there with his wife. Uh, er- Ernestine or whatever. Ernestine. Ernestine. Say it right now. Ernestine sitting over here holding the camera for this goofy and why he's going to be walking to there throwing jerseys in the trash. You know, but here's what I will say. This is the first time to where I would say it would be 60-40 Eagles. This is probably one of the first times where I could say it's 51-49. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually Like he has a shot. He has a shot. He has a real shot. Mm I think that um, all of these, let's say, regular season painful losses that uh, Dak is now experiencing because he's he's realized that he has driven his team down to get to bring his team ahead. He needed that experience. Now, his his in this last game, his defense let him down, but he at least brought them over to. Well, look, when I go sit down and have my Gatorade, we were we were up. So mentally, he needed to have that experience. And it's not I threw the pick six and now we all know it's over. So will he be able to translate that into victory in the postseason? That's going to be his next test. Well, you know, it's so funny that that what postseasons bring is just like you said, test. It's a test. And, and so mental fortitude. Mental fortitude. And so we have another team that we're going to talk about that early on in the season didn't pass their test. And now we get to the second half of the season and now they're starting to ace every single one of their tests and have positioned themselves when they were in the abyss and completely out of the deal to, to, to reposition themselves now into the deal to make the playoffs. And, and that's, uh, your boy Josh Allen ah. and, and the Bills. And, and so, okay. really, and so what's so interesting is, is that this team is set up to go against my man, Mr. Mahomes, the one and only, the very best player to ever touch a football. To play him. And, oh my God! And, and, Can you, uh, uh, <laughs> this is so disgusting. Mahomes, I'm sorry. Did I throw up? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Patrick Mahomes' very first ever um, uh, wild card weekend contest. And okay. So um, you know, obviously, we're going to talk about uh, the Chiefs. And the Raiders game a little bit later with, with all right, uh, listen, your guard. I, I already know. I'm not don't 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 even don't even set it up because you already know. But <sighs> but 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 the Bills <laughs> and Josh Allen, you know, even with all the depletion from a defensive standpoint, um, do do they have enough to make a, a, a real long run and, and and really beat a team um that has been um certified as a as a as a postseason um, juggernaut. Yes. And I will say that emphatically. And I will say that Josh Allen, for the sake of his career, this is very similar and apropos to Lamar Jackson. Um, I think that that's a collision course. I actually think that uh, Josh Allen needs to say in this season, who's better, me or you? Because they are uh, of equal ilk and talent in terms of, terms of their effectiveness and their importance to their respective teams. Uh, I would say the Ravens have a better by just default of injury with the Bills, but they have a better, more formidable defense. 
But in terms and why I would, hasn't Josh Allen ever won MVP then? Because Josh Allen has not played. He's he's got the Dak disease. He has not played good when in the biggest moment he has played um, above what his expectation was against the Chiefs and still lost. And that has been his let's say claim, claim to, fame, to fame without a doubt. That's been his claim and to a fame. loss. And a loss, but it, but, but because that, that nobody, means he's Mickey Mouse with the big ears. But it's not Mickey Mouse. Nobody had expectations of him and, and they, everybody expected him to get railroaded and he scared the Chiefs. So the <laughs> fact that he scared them. The, the, the league literally changed the rules so he could win next time or give him a better chance of win next time because everybody wanted him to beat the master, well, the Yoda of this deal, all right. which is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, now, now, I am so sick of you and <laughs> this uh, Patrick Mahomes love. Ugh. Okay. Hey, Patui. Well, you Patui. have an opportunity to sit over and watch the greatest person okay. ever touch a football. Uh, can we play. have like uh, some uh, some like like uh, <laughs> like I don't want to say like almost like some, some animation of uh, spit coming out of my mouth? Patui. Okay. No. Patui. Okay. I just want to see. No. Boo and Bah Humbug. I am so sick of. We are not talking about Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> we are talking about Josh Allen, and Josh Allen was shocked and awed, and he physically has the same capabilities in terms of what Lamar Jackson is doing, and he has probably a better receiving core. So then the question then be, and I would say the Ravens have a better running back core. So well, their running backs are hurt. But at, no, 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 Edwards is still there. Mitchell. Edwards, mm-hmm. Gus Edwards has had a horrible season. But uh, Gus Edwards is still better than Cook? I, than James I, Cook? I, 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 I do. I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm sorry. I, I actually think he is better. I'm sorry. Who has more yards for the, for the season? I, well, well, let's not go in. We don't we're have to talk about stats. We're not going to talk we're, about stats. We're going to talk about eye tests. We're going to talk about eye <laughs> tests. Now we're on eye tests. We're on eye tests. And, and I, and I would argue that, uh, that Edwards probably has more touchdowns, but I digress. That is not he the point. He more touchdowns. Okay. Yes. So, see, look, I do pay attention. Now, the <laughs> only thing that I would say is, is that getting to your general point about Allen, mm-hmm. Allen just needs to do it. There's no more excuses. No. He, he has none. The, he, he has to do it. Just like Lamar. Lamar, he, there's no more excuses. He has to do it. So, so will, Will the Bills do it? Well, I, I don't know. Well, see, the Bills but have I to think sit that over here and, and, and they have a legitimate test that they have to beat Miami for the division right. in the last game of the season. That's what I love about this That's game. what you got to love about this, this game. So and about beautiful. this time, every game has ramifications. Every game. And so we're going to be able to see if he can get past Tua. Because here's what the thing is. Josh is a truck. Tua's a trailer. Mm. If the truck loses to the trailer, oh my God, that says a whole lot about that truck. That that truck got a you know got, got a got a, a four you, banger in there. It got a four cylinder in there. Are you, are you, you don't have a V eight? That's what we're about to see. Are you tricking me into agreeing with your truck and trailer analogy? I don't know if I. I can I plead the fifth? <laughs> no, oh my goodness! At the end of the day, I do. I do think we. Oh we my god! Look at you putting me together. <laughs> you are putting me together. Look, but 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 I am excited about um, uh, Josh Allen because I can remember watching him play at Wyoming yeah. and watching that big old arm, and you know it was hard for him to hit a side of a, a barn, but uh, but man, he could sit over and throw it, and, and in bad weather, good weather, I've seen him do some some real goofy stuff here in the NFL. You know, I remember him playing Deshaun Watson in the playoffs and mm. he tried to lateral it and mess it up and, but I've always seen him stay positive mm-hmm. stay focused and, and have that end goal so I look forward to seeing this man have his opportunity to, to win and to succeed and this could be the year it could be but if he loses to that trailer you know, my I faith, am not acknowledging my, my the trailer faith, analogy. <laughs> However, uh, I, I okay, I know what you're saying. My faith is going to be very diminished. Okay, I will definitely tell you that. All right. So we've had the opportunity to talk about a whole lot of great quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a good one too. 
And we've had an opportunity to talk about a whole lot of great teams and some good ones too. Yeah. And so, you know, this past week in this Christmas weekend, you know, the NFL broke down these games and they had, you know, some on Saturday, they had a whole lot on Sunday and they had some phenomenal ones on Monday, on Christmas Day. And, and, and probably the biggest game, probably for you, is... Oh. is um, Wait, do I need to bow my back? No, no, some type of magical phenomena that took place that your team happened to be one of the very greatest players ever to touch a football, ever in NFL history. Now, again, that is uh, uh, one of the rarest of rarest miracles ever to take place oh my in God. the NFL. But the I Chiefs, did not think. And we know about the challenges that they have. Falling victim to Antonio Pierce and his inspired and phenomenal team that believes in him and what he's selling. You see, I'm, I'm over here stewing in my seat. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and let you let you run with it. Okay. Your, your Raiders sitting over here and beating my Kansas City Chiefs. In the annals of the archives <laughs> of the ancestors, we're going to say it in unison, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and you can echo it in your own households. But how do you reconcile the the, the point that you guys won the game without? How about how, how about this? We came, we saw, uh, we conquered you and all of your dribble. And your diatribe. And yes, I said two big words in a row. Dribble? Dribble was practically probably not a big word, but whatever. Damn it. You was talking all that mess about Patrick Mahomes and you had to eat the crow. And more importantly than that, you are going to have to do these 50 push-ups and I am going to make sure that you do it. Before I do the 50 push-ups, one is... I don't have to eat crow. Punk has Veach, the general manager for the Chiefs. Don't try to put it off. Put on together him. this absolutely egregious wide receiver core. Let me explain something to you, sir. Should have to do my push-ups for me. Well, and before I do the push-ups, I'm going to send him an email. Well, I don't him know him. I don't know him, so you're going to have to go we'll work that out with him. Correct. But what? But, but guess somebody's what? gonna give you the fifty push. No, no, you no, no, no. That somebody is you. <laughs> that somebody is you. And we gonna have to film this. It may not be in this episode, ladies and gentlemen. But I am going to make sure that you you are going to have to do this. And, and for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, earlier in the season, G Money prognosticated that the Raiders were going to not beat and, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Huh. Um, and you know. Look at him trying he to take my shot. He did some pixie dust. He sat over here and and did something. He did some type of voodoo stuff. Oh he, my he, god! He, he went and conjured up this some, man some voodoo from Haiti and and found a way that his team beat the Chiefs and didn't score an offensive touchdown, but some kind of way they beat my Chiefs. And now I owe this man. What do, what do you mean some kind of way? Chiefs. What we did is we did what Pierce said. We're gonna come with violence. We're gonna come with anger. We're going to come with <laughs> aggression and we're going to boobop you. And I said, book it in our last episode. Look at you and you, you conveniently <laughs> forgetting that I said that only seven days prior. <laughs> and we said we was going to do this to you and we did that. So I will you see. We him, did it. That's him speaking his voodoo stuff. Oh no! Oh no! This real. No, 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 ladies and gentlemen. But, but, but what I do have to say about the Raiders is one: kudos. I'm excited by Antonio Pierce. I remember him playing for the Giants. 
I grew up a big Giants fan. I was like the first team when I was a little kid to mm. see win a Super Bowl. So I okay. kind of had a little affinity for the Giants. I knew who Antonio Pierce was. He's actually from Southern California. He's a West Coaster. So I, I, I've, I've watched his career, him progress and, and, and grow in the coaching realm after he left football. And so I'm excited that the Raiders have, have found a coach. Because that was so uh, mature of you. God bless you. So now I allow me to at least uh, pull back my level of emotion to at least give you a retort or, or not even a retort, but a, a, a conversation, if you will. So, yes, what the Raiders did was is that they just said, we do not have uh, all of the faculties to be an effective team to to win the AFC West. We do not. And we are okay with it and we are accepting. But what it really is, what you're talking about is that they have a coach that could inspire a group of men. And we've, you've heard us talk all season long. We've talked about the ability for a coach to inspire men. And what really ultimately happened was, is that with all of that emotion that I just spewed is that Guess what? Antonio Pierce inspired his men to say, you know what? We're going to study film. We're going to study it very well. We're going to see all their cadences. We're going to understand everything it is they do. And they don't have a formidable wide receiving core, which obviously played into this game. And we are going to smack the hell out of them at every single solitary turn. I dribbled out of excitement because... That's exactly what that, we did. That's what you guys did. And, and, and oh my God, you look, you got my, you got me. Uh, I'm over here watering at the mouth, watering at the mouth, chomping at the bit. And, and, and you know what's exciting is kind of that foundation of of belief mm. that they can win. Um, having a defense, and I and I still believe in the mantra that defense wins championships. If, I, I, if you I can have well. a foundation of strong defense, a foundation of, of rough and rugged, a foundation of we can take the game from you from yes. the defensive side of the game, um, I think you have something. The question is, and the big question for you, your Raiders. Moving forward. Moving forward is just the QB. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, the look, reality is, is you guys don't have a QB. We do not. Look, and, and it's evident. Every Raiders fan understands uh, O'Connell is not our future. He is a guy who is there what a, by default. What, what an ugly mustache. By default. But we gave $37 million to uh, Garoppolo, and that is going to come off the books. And whether or not we draft or we pick up a free agent, we're going to have to actually get a Which quarterback. Which would you prefer? Would you prefer to get into the draft, like not in the first – uh, you know, two or three of the top draft picks, um, but maybe go a little, you know, the Penix, um, the McCarthy maybe, or, or somebody just below that. Or would you prefer to sit over here and maybe try to work out an aggressive trade for a Justin Fields? What, what, what would you, uh, want your team to do? I actually would prefer them picking a proven commodity. So, uh, especially the way that Justin Fields has played thus far uh, in the, let's say the latter half of his season this year, that if Chicago would be, let's say ever so foolish, even though I understand because of the lottery picks that are available to them. And the fact that the fact of the matter is, is that as much as they may love fields, they now, I should say the the reality is, is that he's expensive and he will only be more expensive in the future. And they realize that they have maybe a top or two or three pick. And there are this draft is quarterback uh, heavy, heavy in the in the early rounds. So if Chicago decides to do that, then I would more or less welcome the Raiders just making a decision to just say, Let's do that and let's try to win right now. Uh, granted, new new offensive coordinator that he would have. Uh, maybe we can bring some semblance of what it is that Justin Fields is used to. But I would rather do that with the semblance of talent that we have around than try and get a guy and coach him up. Let's just pick a proven commodity 
because what we have now proven is that we have a defense. And for you first guys, time in our lifetime. Yeah. And guess what? And we come in and we come in. And, and this we, is what I would like here. to see them do. I do like the Justin Fields thought process, but I also think that you, we, it's time to get off of Adams. Adams, um, as great as he can be, I just don't think Justin Fields would be the best quarterback for him. So I think that if you sit over here and bring in um, uh, Fields, you get some draft capital trading Adams to the Jets. And then there are a lot, there are a few, there are actually, this is a very wide receiver laden uh, draft as well. So, and you don't need a first round pick to get. Uh, fields, you can use your second round pick. You sit over here and trade Adams, pick up another first or second round pick, and then you use your first round pick for a very, very, very top quality wide receiver. Now you have number two wide receiver. You bring in another high level, uh, the second or third best wide receiver in the draft. Meyer, yeah, Jacoby Myers. You Jacoby. got Jacoby Meyer. You have uh, Mayer and Mayer. the tie in, the tie in with Jacoby Meyer. You bring in another second or third best wide receiver in this draft, which are almost just as high as the number one wide receiver in uh, Marvin Jr. Um, and you have Justin Fields there, and you pick up a little bit extra draft capital. I think that's the best route for this. Okay, team so I, I I don't I don't disagree. I, no, actually, I'm sorry. Adams I, is done. I, I, no, no, I disagree. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you don't want to be there no more. No, no, no. That I don't I don't think you're right. And I, and I, and this is why I think that I would also disagree with you mm -hmm. because a, you said to the Jets, that writer uh, right off the bat is an absolute no, no. Why would I trade him to the same conference? Number one, you can't be afraid of that. They don't no, that's old school thing. No, 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 no. Old school makes sense for a reason. Okay. There's just, it's just like all these new boys that think that they know everything. No, you don't trade a guy into the, your same conference. And then, so then he can whoop your ass at the time in which you're trying to make it to the big dance. You no. get that money off the book. No, That's twenty million a no year. No, and no, and no. Imagine if you no took that twenty no million from no. Adams and you applied it more to the defense. Okay, so let me give you my scenario. Please. What I would say is is that you keep Devonte because Devonte, his family history is is that he has his. Father, uncles, and everybody else that have traditionally been Raiders fans, and there's a certain semblance of him that loves of the idea of him being a Raider. Mm -hmm. So it's not about him not being a productive player for you. You just have not given him a, a productive quarterback to throw him the ball. So let's just throw that that uh, a notion out. It is not about not he, he getting rid of Devontae. Devontae is a perennial Pro Bowler, and he is he going to make the Pro Bowl this year? But that's because of the quarterback, sir. It is a hundred and thousand percent because we don't have a quarterback who can give him the ball. He is not a guy who can streak down the field. He is a guy who who basically catches difficult balls in space. And if you don't have a quarterback who is confident that can deliver the ball in pockets, in space, then you're not allowing him. Is Justin feels that quarterback? He could be. Could he could be. be. Not, not, but when that, you're that, making a but move, again, we have again, to know, right? Again, this is my dribble. You are interrupting me. <laughs> you're right. My apologies. You leave Devontae. You leave Jacoby Myers. You leave the semblance of the team that is already present. You maybe get somebody who is ultra fast in the draft and or free agency who can then stretch that defense because you already you re-sign uh, Jacobs. You do that. Re-sign Jacobs? Yes, because you have already now proven that you have a defense who is willing to fight. So all of those guys on there, they're not all up. Don't get a spring agency. chicken. No. Don't get a spring chicken running back that can do the same thing as Jacobs. No. Well, you have that in, in white already. So if Jacobs gets hurt, now what jo white has just proven is that he can be that spring chicken for you. So I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I just need to have a, a formidable 
a threat at the quarterback position. What do the Raiders need to do to ensure that you guys make the playoffs next year? Get a legitimate quarterback. Through the draft. Or, or free agency. So you get that. If we get that, we are golden. If we just don't rock the boat, try to reinvent the wheel in the offseason, try to rehash and reshuffle and expect something new. No, bring the same semblance of guys back. So who will win the AFC West next year? The Raiders, damn it. What do you think I'm saying? So what you're saying is that you're willing to bet 100 push-ups on that. Yes, and don't try to double down on your – because you know you you owe me 50 regardless. I owe you 50 regardless. Do you perceive Kansas City as a crumbling dynasty or something or, – or a dynasty – that, you know, with a few tweaks here and there, can sit over here and revitalize uh, themselves. You know, the interesting thing about Kansas City is this. is just simply put, look, they have a Super Bowl caliber defense. I think that they know that. The thing that was that is very fragile about them is, are any of the guys that are on their defense, are they up for free agency? So when you go into the offseason, is there any – of their linebackers, is there any of their their DBs that are up for free agency, where there's Snead or anybody else? And will those guys be enticed to go somewhere else instead of staying with Patrick Mahomes? Because if Patrick Mahomes isn't like the, the bee's knees, guess what? These guys will go chase money. You said if Patrick Mahomes... He's the greatest player we've ever seen touch a football. What are you talking about? But it's not, but 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 we already know this about football, right? It's about who he's throwing to. So if if they the here's the thing. If if they aren't able to get let's say the receiver from Cincinnati to write the ship, right? If if Kansas City is not able to say I'm going to bring in a guy that'll calm everybody else down. Right. Mm -hmm. They need one or two guys on offense to just say, okay, uh, all right, we're, we're going to be back next year. Don't worry. Calm down. It's going to be fine. And, and are we able to bring those guys in? And then we're going to be just as formidable as we've always been Mm -hmm. just because I need one of these little two plugins. Mm -hmm. If they're not able to do that in the off season, then what will happen is, is that you're going to see guys that are going to be on other sides of the football. They say, well, I would rather go play with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Or I would rather go play with the Raiders that are up and coming and, and, or the Chargers or this and the other. And then that's the thing that they have to worry about. And so when you start talking about Camelot crumbling, this happened with every major franchise that we've ever seen. It's just, if it's not all perfect, guess what? Guys are going to go chase the money. Okay. So before we get out of here, I got one last question for you. What do you perceive, what do you foresee the future of the Kansas City Chiefs? This I year. Think, this year. We don't even got to go. Uh, uh, are, are, you, are you just mean in terms of this In the year? playoffs. I, I think. How far can they go? I can think, they beat the Bills? Certainly they can beat the Bills. but do then you, would you, Do you expect them to? I do not. Okay, so you think they're going to be one and done in the wild card? The 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 lower ranked team I, is going to I, beat the. I, I would I would say this: Patrick Mahomes has enough cachet to where he is probably the closest thing in terms of, let's say, a Tom Brady esque type of aura. Mm-hmm. But I think that this year that that aura. Could be shattered. Hmm. Shattered. Not, not, not tainted. Shattered. Not, okay. So shattered. And actually, I got one more final question for you because I'm sure you'll appreciate this. Your, your beloved Raiders, if they had an opportunity to get Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, which one would you want your Raiders to get? Lamar. Lamar, why? Lamar does more things. Okay. Period. Uh, 
Patrick Mahomes. So you wouldn't want the person that's won multiple Super Bowls. You would want the person that's that's never won a playoff game. Okay. I I I I think at the end of the day, no 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 BS. I think um, Patrick Mahomes is a gifted thrower of the football. Gifted. And he can throw off script probably better than any other player in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But Lamar Jackson is on a different level in terms of his ability to not just escape the pocket, but escape the pocket and be dangerous. So, yes, you're crossing hairs. This is like one and one A. But I would I would probably lean towards Lamar because Lamar can also be pretty effective as a thrower. It doesn't mean that I think that 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 Mahomes is not better than him as a thrower of the football because because uh, excuse me, Patrick Mahomes is a better thrower mm-hmm. of the football. So then, if you add that in, and if we have kept Devante, that would be absolutely ridiculous. And I don't think that anybody in the league will be able to stop it. I I would pick Lamar Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, you prefer Lamar Jackson than Patrick Mahomes. I I said it with my chest. I, I need you to send all the hate messages Address them to him. Oh, my God. Don't address them to me. I don't want to hear this shit. Address them to him. And with that being said, I need you to like, subscribe, and download this unbelievable shit. Did this man just set me up? (laughs) He just did. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I just been boobop. Hey, haters go hate. We'll <laughs> see you in the new year. But I'm gonna make him do these push-ups. We're, We're gonna, gonna put it online. I'm gonna do the push-up. I'm We're gonna, gonna put it online. I tried to weasel myself out of the. Push-up, you sure did. But I'm gonna do the push-up. Yes, you are. Uh,